Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Coming up this hour, we have our friend Michael Radelnik is here with us from Open Line to answer your Bible questions. And then we've got Michelle from Sheer Safe in the last half hour. We do. And if you have a question for Dr. Rydelnik, there are two ways you can get it to us. And, and it may not be the way that you expect. Texting is down. So call us, 800-555-7898. That's the number to call for your question to get to Dr. Michael Rydelnik this morning, 800-555-7898. Or you can do what Chris has done. Chris, you went to our Facebook page. You can do that as well. That's easy to find Don and Steve on Facebook. So That's right. We do have a question for you, though. We do, and uh, we are happy to have uh, Dr. Michael Rydelnik with us. Yay. joins us just about every Monday at this time to take your questions about the Bible. And uh, Dr. Rydelnik, of course, host of Open Line, author of the 50 Most Important Bible Questions, one of the professors and deans at Moody Bible Institute. And Michael, how was the weekend? Oh, it was great. Good. I had a wonderful weekend. Uh, I wouldn't open my email. <laughs> that helps, doesn't it? Good plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I, I think students are so funny. They send me emails over the weekend. I think, you know, I'd, professors need a break, too. Mm-hmm. They, it is absolutely. true. Absolutely. <laughs> it is true. Although being a parent of a student, I know that when they're in crisis mode, they are in full on crisis mode. You need, I need an answer. And yet I totally agree with you. It's like, shut the yeah. email down. I'm not answering anything. I, I did the yep. same. I think I looked yeah. at it last night to see if there was anything really big that I needed to know before morning. And yeah. if it wasn't something that had to be addressed right away, no, it'll wait till Monday. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we're going to uh, take Chris's question here, but one more time, going to give you that phone number so you can call in 800-555-7898 if you've got a question for uh, Dr. Michael Rydelnik. All right, Chris on Facebook is asked uh, about the millennium, the thousand-year reign of Christ happens according to Scripture after the tribulation period. He says, do we know why there is a thousand-year reign? What's its purpose, and is it a literal thousand years? Well, let, let's take the last question. There are a lot of people that dispute whether it's a thousand years. People want to say it's just a really long, long time. Uh, it just seems to me that every number in the book of Revelation is literal. Now, it's a symbolic book. There's no doubt about that. It's It's got... Uh, all sorts of symbols that that we recognize, but when it talks about seven uh, bowl judgments and seven trumpet judgments and seven seal judgments, how many judgments are there? There's seven of each of those. Mm-hmm. No one disputes that those numbers are literal. Uh, every time we see a number, we see it literal. So why would the thousand be figurative? So it seems to me, yes, it's a thousand years. Also, when you look at rabbinic literature, they always talk about the messianic kingdom and the world to come. In in rabbinic literature, there's a period of time with Messiah reigning on the earth, and then there's the world to come, which is the new creation. That's just exactly what the book of Revelation has. It's got the return of the Messiah, then a thousand-year reign, and then the world to come, the new creation. So that fits with the uh, Jewish culture of that time, and obviously the Jewish uh, writers were, were, the apostles were were all Jewish, and so that fits in terms of that. And then the other thing is that in Jewish writings, they don't say, there's some that say it's a thousand years that Messiah reigns. Some 
that say it's 2,000 years. Some say it's 365 years. It just varies. Hmm. But they all have a limited earthly reign of Messiah followed by his eternal reign over the new creation. Why is it? It seems to me that it's to show that even in perfect conditions, it will result in an ultimate rebellion. There are people going to be born in the millennium, and yet they will need to put their trust in the Lord, because obviously all people need to believe. The Lord Jesus will be reigning right there, and there will be some who don't believe, and when Satan is unleashed at the end, we can't say that the reason these people didn't believe was because the devil made them not do it, right? Mm. It's their own... And in that circumstance, even then at the end, there'll be one last rebellion led by Satan, and then we enter the world to come. So I I think it's a couple of reasons. One, to fulfill the promises that God made to national Israel so that the land and all that are there, and they finally inherit those promises. And then secondly, to show that that ultimately uh, people will have to, well, that they're going to fail even without Satan tempting them. Mm-hmm. It's a Some fascinating people. study. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. fascinating. Chris, thank you so much for the question and Dr. Rydelnik for the answer leading us through scripture. Headed to the phones now, 800 555 7898. Jim calling from Murfreesboro, Tennessee this morning. Good morning, brother. What's your question for Dr. Rydelnik? Do we have you, Jim? Yes, I'm here. Good morning. What's your question for Dr. Rydelnik? Thanks for taking my call, Don. Uh, Dr. Rydelnik, it's kind of two questions. Number one, this past weekend, National Geographic has all this stuff on pharaohs and everything else. Is there anything in the archaeological uh, studies that indicates that Joseph uh, was a prime minister? And I guess my other question is, why was he chosen over all of his brothers? He, he wasn't the first. I was the blessing through Jesus. Why did it go through Joseph? Well, why? Oh, I got it. Why is that the line not through Joseph? Okay, the first, I don't believe there's any extra biblical confirmation of the character of Joseph. I may be wrong about that, but because uh, that, that's not like one of my high point issues, but I am not aware of any uh, of extra biblical confirmation. Uh, the. I do think it's interesting when you look at the names of the pharaohs, Thutmose and Achmos and things like that. And of course, who's the character that we know most from coming out of Egypt? Moses. It, it, there's a similarity to names that uh, they had. So that that's sort of similar. Uh, there's a, oh man, his name is eluding me now, but there's a, a professor at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School who has written a number of books uh, call about Israel and Egypt, hmm. and he has found all the historical, extra biblical confirmation of that. Uh, but there, are the, he's a terrific uh, archaeologist and professor. So, can't think of his name now for some reason. We can track that down. We'll, we'll find that. Yep. Yeah. It, it, yeah, we'll get it to uh, you, Jim. Yeah, and then uh, the uh, the other question is why not through Joseph, but through Judah. You know, that's God's sovereign choice. When it goes through Genesis 49, it it, it dis, dis, uh, qualifies the first three brothers, and it gives the reasons for it. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth brother is Judah. 
And you could actually see how Judo goes from being kind of not so good to much better in the story of Joseph, and he becomes the leader of the brothers. And so God sovereignly chose to do it through the—he the, the he started with the oldest, that he was disqualified, and then the, the next two were disqualified, and then uh, he picks uh, Judah. So maybe it's because he was just going through the order of age. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why. Jude was the next man up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking yeah. with Dr. Michael Rydelnik this morning, and if you have a question about the Bible, you can call in right now at 800-555-7898. More of your questions in just a few minutes. She brings the sparkle. He brings the chill. It's Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Hey, we're talking with Dr. Michael Rydelnik this morning, taking your questions about the Bible, 800-555-7898 to call in, or on our Facebook page, Down in Steve in the Morning. And uh, Lee, Leanne has uh, left us a question here. She says, Dr. Rydelnik, I'm confused on how to communicate with close friends that seem to have fallen away to religious experiences over the truth of the gospel. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but she's asking about the Torah family website. She's like, is that a false form of, of religion? I don't know if you know anything about that. I, but... don't, know anything, I don't know anything about that. Okay. I can't speak to it. Uh, but the, uh, the, the way to relate to people who have deconstructed, yeah. in my opinion, are, is to maintain a friendship. Uh, not to be judgmental, but to be as loving and encouraging without acquiescing to their their opinion uh just i'm your friend i love you i disagree with you but boy i love you and i will stick with you because uh and then say take every opportunity if the lord raises it to make the case for the faith uh and and that would require a person to learn some apologetics you know some defense of the faith uh and I think that that's important. Be prepared to answer questions. But the main thing is you cannot do that if you do not maintain a loving relationship. And people think that the, then if, if you don't maintain that relationship, that it's not because you loved them initially, but because you agreed together about something that you were friends. No, love should really be genuine love. And so the most important thing you can do maintain the relationship, and then look, pray for this person, pray for opportunities, and then seize those opportunities when they come. Uh, Dr. Rydelnik, what if it is like a religious group that sounds a little bit right, but has a lot of bad doctrine, bad, the- bad theology, and somebody is embracing that? How do you come alongside them? Same? I think the same thing, maintaining a relationship. Usually uh, groups like that, cults, will force a person to... Uh, separate from their believer friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but so I would say, if that happens, that happens. But let it be on their part, not on yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good yeah. uh, word this morning. And Lee, I uh, appreciate your question, um, Doctor Rondell. Like one of the things that uh, I've been doing recently is kind of working through some of the Old Testament um, accounts of minor prophets, some of the kings, the division of the nation of Israel into the northern and uh, southern kingdoms. And, and we know we, we, when we saw Israel divide, we had the 10 tribes that went to the north, and then we had uh, you know Judah and, and Jerusalem in the south. Um, God really seemed to judge the nation of Israel 
harshly. Um, and I know some people have a, a hard time with how could a loving God be such a harsh judge of, of his own people. I wonder if you have any uh, thoughts on that. Yeah, I, th- I think God held Israel to a higher accountability because of the number, the amount of revelation they received. God revealed himself in a way to Israel that he hadn't to the other nations. And so uh, I, we've all talked to our kids and said, I expected more of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, but everyone was doing it. Yeah, yeah, but you're my kid. You know, yeah. I expected more of you. And that, in a sense, that's it. But God, I think one of the things for us as believers today, we need to remember what Isaiah says in chapter 40, comfort, comfort, O my people, says your God, speak tenderly to Jerusalem and announce to her that her time of forced labor is over. Her iniquity has been pardoned. That's obviously talking about the day when Israel turns to Jesus. But here he says she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. So God even acknowledges that he held Israel to a higher accountability and therefore would like those of us who look on to speak lovingly and with comfort rather than with judgment and criticism. Mm-hmm. Goodness, yeah. it, it's interesting that you say that because he did give them so much and to whom much is given, much is required. Much is required, exactly. Dr. Michael yeah. Rydelnik with us today on a Monday. It's Don and Steve in the morning. It's Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Now, we want to remind you that, unfortunately, our texting is not working, but you can still get hold of us on 800-555-7898 or contact us via Facebook. That's uh, two good ways to connect, and we'd love for you to connect with us on Facebook and check out a link to She Is Safe. Michelle Rickett is the founder and CEO, and she's joining us this morning to talk a little bit about National Human Trafficking Prevention Month. And Michelle, welcome. It's good to have you with us this morning. Thank you. It's great to be with you all again. You know, when we hear words like human uh, trafficking, a lot of us uh, think about, oh, man, that's a horrible problem. Don't know that there's much that I can do about it. But there are things that we can do, and we're going to get into uh, what some of those are throughout our conversation this morning. But what is really the goal, you think, of bringing a, a month of awareness to this problem? Well, it actually was started by law enforcement as they were recognizing how important it is to partner with the public and with nonprofit organizations to raise awareness um, and also for uh, law enforcement to get better acquainted with the terminology that say the difference between human smuggling and human trafficking or the difference between uh, someone who's being prostituted as opposed to uh, sex slavery. All of those little nuances, the more we know about those things, the more all of us can be aware of, you know, what we're seeing, indicators that somebody might be in distress and we really are doing a better and better job um, year by year, month by month, as people get more informed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do we get informed? What does She is Safe offer us for information and some of those tips that we need to be aware of as we're watching in our environment? Well, we, of course, uh, try and compile everything from really reputable sources. I, I would really emphasize that the State Department of the United States really was on the forefront in the year 2000 of the trafficking in persons 
um, to combat that, there's this initiative uh, for every single country because we realize it's um, not isolated, that traffickers don't care where victims are from. So it's important for um, nations to cooperate uh, across boundaries. But so She is Safe compiles that kind of information. We share it routinely. So, uh, and you know, you'll hear all kinds of statistics from people who maybe have not dived into the research or what they read was from 2015 or something. That stuff hangs out on the internet a long time. So sheissafe.org. And then we have Facebook, of course, and Instagram and uh, just brand new website that's been updated on human trafficking awareness. You mentioned statistics and uh, some of those old ones might be hanging out there. So what are some of the uh, more current statistics? And, you know, you talk about ground is being uh, covered and and ground is being gained. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Well, according to the International Labor Organization, the latest stat, I just read it a week ago in prep for a conference, uh, there are now 50 million slaves in the world today. Um, that actually, uh, sadly, is an increase. And we're seeing sort of a demographic shift. We're seeing more little girls who are trafficked uh, for sex. Um, 99% of those trafficked for sex are female. And there's been a 30% increase in uh, minors, uh, girls under the age of 18. Um what she is safe is seeing is as we focus in on, say, individual communities. So there are communities where they just it's a normal part of life for them to sell their girls and they don't really think anything of it. They think that's why she was uh, created, given to their family. When we focus there on a holistic view, including the spiritual element, you know, I can't stress that enough for Christian listeners. Uh, This is a spiritual battle. And when we focus, we do see God doing wonderful things, advancing in these communities. The one community we started working with um, almost 10 years ago had no girls over the age of 12. Now there uh, has been an 85% reduction in the sale of girls. And the mayor, who was the kingpin of trafficking, is in prison now. That's good news as we sit here and pray for 50 million people that are being trafficked. Michelle Rickett is with us. She is safe, the ministry, as we're looking at National Human Trafficking Prevention Month. That is January and what we can do to raise awareness and prevent this heinous activity. More of this conversation coming up right now. Music from Brandon Heath as we wait and see. We've got 28 minutes in front of the hour and connecting you to She Is Safe through our Facebook page, which is Don and Steve in the morning, or you can go to sheissafe.org. Start your day the Dawn and Steve way. It's Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Talking to Michelle Rickett of She Is Safe. Michelle, the founder and CEO of this ministry, serving the globe, really. At Resource One partner to make women and girls free for new life. Save Forgotten Girls is the hashtag. Because January is National Human Trafficking Prevention Month, we want to raise awareness. And I know, Steve, you were just talking about the root cause of what's going on in this whole thing 
thing of this global human trafficking thing. What, what are we looking for? What are communities dealing with here? I think uh, across the globe, uh, almost everyone who's working on this issue would say that the key factor in human trafficking is vulnerability. So it can be poverty, it can be um, gender issues. So that's what She is Safe sees all the time is women and girls are voiceless. They have no power over their lives. They're considered a, a commodity less than a person. They're told they're less valuable than a cow. And if that's what your mother, your grandmother heard and you're raised with, you feel like you're just painted into a corner. But um, even here in the United States, vulnerability can be something as simple as being young. So um, I had one um, Department of Homeland Security officer say, you would not believe how easy it is to get a 13-year-old girl to fall in love with you. Mm. You have her nails done. You tell her that she's the, you know, the girl of your dreams. That's it. And she will go with you. And she doesn't know where she is. She thinks she's going on a date. And then, of course, she can disappear forever. So that vulnerability, she can be from a good home. She can go to church. Mm-hmm. But um, that's one of the things we we don't want to destroy the innocence of our children. But at the same time, it's very important for them to understand that um, these romance ruses with strangers, particularly through the Internet, that that's um, how most victims these days in the United States find them taken they're not snatched or abducted they are lured in yeah as uh, a parent you know you hear things like that and you know it, it's scary to think about our kids are, mm-hmm. are so vulnerable in that way so michelle what I'm, I'm a dad of daughters what would you encourage parents to do to help not scare the kids per se but just enlighten them advise them um, if I need to scare them, fine. I'll do that too. If, that, we are not if above it keeps that. them safe, not above that. If it keeps them safe, but how, how would you encourage parents to have that conversation? And at what age would you even start that? Well, first of all, it's with kids. It can be awkward uh, whether they're really little or if they're preteens because uh, they just don't want to talk to their parents. <clears throat> period about you know social things. But we need to lean on in and say, I know, I know, you know, a lot of this information, but um, there is a rise in, you know, people being tricked by traffickers and I don't want you to be one. So let's talk about a, for instance, it's almost a role playing conversation where you say uh, you went to a party. Let's pretend you go to a party, you know, almost everybody there, but there's someone who just seems to like you a lot and he wants to spend extra time with you and you get a creepy feeling. You remember, oh yeah, there are people like this in the world. When you get that creepy feeling, what will you say? So kids get in an awkward situation and they don't know what they, how, how do they bow out? And they can simply say something like, oh, I just forgot 
my mom had something she wanted me to do first thing in the morning. I need to give her a call right now. So it's a conversation breaker and it gets you on the phone with your mom about a creepy situation. That's for, of course, teens and older kids. But little kids, we just have to constantly control that environment for them. And of course, not let them on gaming apps. And that's where a lot of these traffickers kind of crawl in that window. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. Okay. Oh, we're just about out of time. Can you, uh, well, I'll tell you what, because of our timing, Michelle, just share with us what kind of resource we can find if we go to sheisafe.org. Well, please go there and do sign up for our Facebook and Instagram. You can also see how you can rescue one. We have an amazing new program for dads and their daughters, daddy-daughter dances in churches where we, we get them d- just a little bit aware in a fun and appropriate way. Uh, churches should contact us at info at sheisafe.org to find out how to have that little party in a box delivered. And you bet it's on our Facebook page, which you can find that connection at Don and Steve in the morning. Founder and CEO, Michelle Rickett of She Is Safe Ministries. And we are so grateful during this National Human Trafficking Awareness Month, Michelle, that you're able to take time and share this with us. Music now from Chris Tomlin, always, and how we so encourage you to go to sheisafe.org for more information about this really important topic.